This is Haunted America Radio. With your host, Al Shepard. And now, Haunted America Radio. Hello, everybody. My guest for this episode is Psychic Christy Levy, who says everyone has psychic ability, but you just might not recognize it. Now, Christy's new to her abilities, only having them for a couple of years, but when she got them, she got them all. She's a psychic with all the clairs, clairvoyant, clairsentient, etc. She's also a medium and a channeler. She can do some remote viewing. She helps people find lost objects. She's a supernatural superhero. Okay, yes. So let's start at the beginning. That's where I want to start is back at the beginning. Who were you? What were you? How were you before you became a superhero? <laughs> well, um, I grew up in Kentucky, so really mm -hmm. southern upbringing. Um, mm -hmm. Married, daughter, and working in really in corporate America. I worked in television for a bit and medical sales and real estate. So um, very normal, middle-class, working mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then one day. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and then what? one day. Well, it, it wasn't. It was definitely overnight, but it makes there's there is a transition and it makes sense. I was on a bit of a spiritual path and I'd had some tragedies some we, what other people would call tragedy. I don't see it that way now, but uh, mm -hmm. I had started a boot camp with the person I'm now actually a partner with. I started doing a more of a spiritual boot camp. His name's Gary Temple Bodley and he's a channel. And so I started doing this boot camp and I did his boot camp about eight times. And as I did it, I raised my vibration, changed my perspective, whatever it is. I opened up to a lot of possibility. And mm -hmm. one day I was at their home in North Carolina and we had a small group of friends and a friend's grandmother came through and I was able to hear her and speak to her. And that was very sudden. And then from there, it just snowballed and everything came online within about 90 days. Jeez. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So what had you been doing prior, uh, before the boot camps or at the boot camps that you think contributed to all this coming on? Well, um, a lot of meditation okay. and a lot of just internal contemplation, a lot of changing the way I saw myself and my reality. I one of the the first things that I started to understand in this boot camp was that these words are gonna sound funny, but there's no wrong anywhere in the universe. Everything is right. And it it's a very interesting thing into a lot of people that aren't the first time you hear that, it can't possibly be true because you can think of a million things that you would say are wrong. Mm -hmm. And as I started to understand those words and what that meant and what it meant to me, then I just shifted to beginning to understand that my life was not happening to me. It was happening for me. 
And in making that, as I would go through days and feel some sort of negative emotion, I, I could stop and say, oh, what's going on? And recognize that I had some limiting belief that was being triggered and address it, process it and move on. And in doing that, I shifted what I call my vibration, what a lot of mm -hmm. spiritual people call their vibration and just started to raise it, raise it, raise it until so many things became possible. My life just became a surprise, delight, surprise, delight, one after the other. I call it the unimaginable life. And, and it just showed up. And I think that's what happens for a lot of people. They get to this certain vibration and perspective where they're living more in love and acceptance rather than a lot of fear and control. And these intuitive abilities, psychic gifts, we all are born with them. I think they're more natural to us than walking, but they're just covered up with a lot of fear. So as I let go of that and started to just see the rightness and everything around me, then they showed up. I know that sounds crazy, but they did. They just showed up. And I, I've seen it happen with a few other people, not to the extent of mine, but I have seen it. So. Yeah, because I've always, I've heard people say, yeah, everyone's, you know, born with these gifts. And it's always someone who has these gifts that says that. And me, I got the psychic ability of a rock. So it's like, <laughs> no matter how hard I try, you know, I, I can't. I can't even talk. I can't even talk to the operator. I don't even know if there is an operator anymore. I promise um, you, it's there. I promise. It's, it's just uh, yeah. There's a there's a trusting it too. That's very interesting and not being afraid to say what you're thinking, but because you perceive you're thinking it, but you're not. It's being said to you. Right. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm just thinking as far as any of the listeners, uh, uh, people watching this that uh, are on the same path, they're probably wondering, you know what the heck did you do that all of a sudden you are gifted with everything? So I guess this is a good, good point to say, have you tell everyone all the gifts that you've acquired and oh. hogged. So the rest of us don't have any. Well, I first, um, it, the mediumship was what came first. I think that was sort of the low hanging fruit. I, I really didn't believe in that at all, but um, that's what came first then uh, became the psychic visions came where I was seeing past, present or future for either mm -hmm. mostly other people, not really so much myself. Um, then I began to be able to remote view a little bit and see, th you know, see something that a friend of mine was seeing, even though he was in another city far, far away in detail. Um, and from there, then I began to be able to play some games with some friends that knew some things about psychic ability. And they said, we're going to hide something and you have to locate it where not, you don't get to go look for it. We're going to hide it and you need to go right to it. And I started to realize that I could do that. Not all the time, but when I really got into the zone, I could go directly to something they hid, especially if it was mine. And, um, and then I've been able to be in front of anything that was built prior to the year of my birth, which I don't really understand what this is, but I can stand in front of a building and tell when it was built, or I can see the year prior to it's being built. So that's an interesting one. And um, then I'm also a channel. So I channel a, a group and 
So that's, it, you know, create courses and things channeling that group. So it's, it's <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of the list is endless. I don't think I've stopped uncovering what all I have right now. I, I was going to say, I mean, you could spread it out a little. Um, <laughs> uh, like I said, for those of us who have no abilities, then you, I understand why now, because you've got them all at your house. I, I got so, them all. <laughs> so how long ago did you come down with this condition? <laughs> yeah, it's not been very long. It was um, Thanksgiving two years ago. So it's not even as the time of this recording, it hasn't even been two years. And okay. they came on really it fully realized it was the medium, the grandmother, the speaking, I could hear, feel everything. It just all came on and it was a tidal wave. So I'm still so, adjusting to it. So you said over a period of time you were raising your vibration. So mm -hmm. can you feel that? when your vibration changes i mean no. is it... <laughs> I okay yeah. well that's what i'm wondering because i have also been trying to meditate and i've been uh i've been reading uh michael newton's books on uh, life between lives and mm -hmm. uh death journey of souls destiny of souls um i've also scheduled a uh past life regression session coming up this sunday so so i'm trying to head down this path a little bit but, um, like I said, I've got the psychic ability of a rock. I mean, I, I try to sit and I meditate and I wind up snoring. Um, so I, I'm falling asleep instead of meditating. So I'm just, well, for me and all the other uh, rocks out there, I, I, just any pointers you can give us, you know, will, will be okay. greatly appreciated. So. <laughs> well, um, actually, on my YouTube channel, I have a meditation training that I did as an impromptu thing for a lot of students in our community. So, um, but if you, the first thing I would say is that if you start to understand that your perspective equals your vibration, so how you see yourself in every area of your life, how you see yourself in your romantic relationships, how you see yourself with your children, with your finances, with your work, with your passions and interests, your health, all these different areas of your life. You have a vibration around that. It's your perspective. They are the same thing. And once I finally really understood that it was a rocket ship, but so you begin by doing things. For me, it was a course and another course doing things that are experiential listening to podcasts is great reading books is great but they're passive if you have an experience by taking a course and doing an assignment doing a plot then you anchor that experience or that concept with an emotion and you feel it and you start to shift your perspective so gary and i the courses that we do are really designed to do this over four weeks or six weeks, depending on what, which one you're doing. And in that time you meditate, which means you, you stop and you clear your mind. And it is not an easy thing to do. And meditation isn't a destination. It's just a practice. You might start and be able to follow your breath for three breaths. And then all of a sudden you recognize, well, my mind's wandered again. Right? You're off and your thoughts are going 90 miles an hour. That's everyone. That's 100% of us, especially this Western society. 
I mean, our minds are racing. We have to be here and there. It's tons of information just firing at us all the time. So to slow that down, but what that does when you do and you learn how to meditate, reach out. I teach classes on it. I have free stuff on my, on my YouTube channel to explain to people how to do it and how to begin. But once you begin to slow that thought down, then you separate the emotion that you're feeling from the thoughts. Because right now, you're waking up in the morning and before you open your eyes, you've reminded yourself of who you think you are already because you, you reform your whole identity. And in every area, with every person, everything, you have an emotion attached to it. So now there's the vibration you're offering and you're gonna go and do the same things all day long, drive the same route, work the same job, see the same people, eat the same food, do all the same stuff, and you don't make any new neural pathways in your brain and you don't give the universe any chance to deliver things to you that will surprise and delight you. And uncovering your innate intuitive and psychic ability is part of that. You do have it. There's not a human that I'm aware of that doesn't have it. We're born with it. It's just more, it's more natural than walking, but it's covered up with a lot of thought and emotion, a lot of habit. And as you start to learn to react in less fear and less control and function and just love and acceptance and let things come to you, then a lot of that fades away and those thoughts slow down with your meditation, your vibration rises and yes, you feel different, you feel the vibration, but you do feel different. Life starts to change in front of you. The reflection you're getting back from that quantum field is different because you are different. How you are operating, what you're thinking, your perspective, your vibration is different. So what shows up is different. And then those abilities will serve you. They will serve you in fear. They don't serve you in that kind of control. But when you're operating in love and acceptance, the abilities can show up and they serve you well and they're fun. So when the first thing in the morning when you wake up, you're swearing at your alarm going off in the morning, probably not a good way to start then, huh? <laughs> it is waking up and working on through the day before meditating even if it's just two minutes following your breath and keep bringing your mind back to your breath let it wander bring it back and slowing down so that when you do wake up in the morning you've had such a night's sleep because you're calm and peaceful and focused because you've been meditating you don't feel like yelling at the alarm suddenly you feel different it's not about controlling your behavior Right? It's not about that. That's just more control about actually really changing. You wake up and you realize after a couple of days, my God, I feel really good. And I'm not stressed out like I was and nothing has really changed because nothing in your outside conditions can really make you feel anything. We believe it can. That's why we try mm -hmm. to control everything. Yeah. Yeah. So... So let's 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 wrap this up. Okay, let's see. So I wake up in the morning with two alarm clocks, and I'm yelling at them because I hate both of them. G going, we're going to the job that I'm. Yeah, I mean it pays the bills, but yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I'm divorced twice, so I'm living alone. Um, my kids are a thousand miles away. 
Um, let's see, what else do I have going for me? <laughs> so it, it, it sounds like I, uh, I'm like the perfect storm of what you shouldn't be. So, all right, maybe I did. I guess I just need to meditate more and, and find a few different, different strategies. I guess. What about, um, things like binaural beats and things like that? Do you find, do, do those help? I think so. I have delved into all sorts of different things with frequency in general. And mm -hmm. there's a, a scale called the, I think it's called Sophilgeo or Solfeggio scale. I've never been able to pronounce it exactly right. But there are frequencies that correlate to uh, perhaps issues that someone might have. They correlate to the different chakras in the body, the seven chakras. They are, there are, there's one that's just solely on pain relief and I've seen it work on my daughter in an unbelievable way. So I've been experimenting a lot. I tend to one of the things that I do get psychically are frequencies for people. When I'm talking to them, it's, um, well, you need to do this hertz meditation and we just go to YouTube and you can look up three, nine, six hertz and you'll see 25, 50, 100 meditations with that music or that just that tone. I think it's actually unbelievable what it does. It's sound frequency and that is a lot of what we're made of, right? We mm -hmm. are just frequency. We're just geometric pattern really in frequency. We're actually not real and neither is the table, right? Neither is the computer. It's just keep going smaller and smaller and it's just space. Mm -hmm. So and, and frequency, so you yeah. start playing frequency. I think it does quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because back when I first started this uh, this show as a radio show, um, I interviewed a couple people from the uh, Monroe Laboratories who uh, produce HemiSync, which I don't know if you've heard of that, but um, that's been around quite a while, and they've got they've got hundreds of binaural. Uh, files out there and in fact i'm getting ready in a couple days to uh interview one of those people again um but yeah i've been trying to use those just uh just setting down putting on not so much music but it's more of guided meditation using these different beats and things and uh like i said i wind up snoring so I, maybe i gotta up it to a different frequency or something because... well perhaps um perhaps a different frequency or perhaps a different body position if you find that you're, you're lying down or leaning back in a recliner chair, then maybe put a pillow on the floor, put your back up against a bed or a sofa and sit up straight and do it that My way. My used to say that to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. The binaural beats are something I've, I've learned about because it's a your right brain and your left brain and those binaural beats cause a brain coherence. The right brain is hearing 43 hertz and the left brain is hearing 41. So the brain is coherent and turns it into 42 together. Mm -hmm. And and having a, a brain coherence or a heart and brain coherence, um, that sort of thing, that sort of resonance is incredibly important for healing and emotional health. It's You can really make a big difference. So I, I think the binaural beats are fun, although I don't, I'm not educated around them. That's really about all I know. Well, cool. that's great because you, you're going to lead me into a whole bunch of uh, questions I'm going to ask the other guy when I get him here. Uh, so um, anyone watching, I uh, 
go back to the archives of the old episodes and look for Paul Rodemaker uh, or John Cordum from uh, the Monroe Laboratory. And for anyone of you who don't know what that is, Robert Monroe was, I believe, vice president of NBC Radio in the 40s and 50s when he started having out-of-body experiences at night. So having a whole laboratory at his uh, disposal, he went in and started doing some, uh, some testing and uh, wanted to actually help people learn while they sleep. But he said in order to do that, we have to figure out how to put people to sleep on cue and get them in a receptive state. So playing around with all that, putting in different tones in each ear, they just wound up with this whole giant catalog of, I don't even know how many thousands of files are out there now, but to give you everything from relaxation all the way to full out-of-body experiences. So it's really, uh, really very interesting. So no, I am not sponsored by HemiSync, but uh, not yet. this stuff is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so looking back here, it says, uh, let's see, yeah, you covered all that, you covered all that. Okay, so you, you got a full-time career, but still you're channeling and you're a medium and you're a psychic and you're, uh, I don't even know all these different names. All these different just, things. Yeah, no, I actually, this is my full-time work now, but I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was working full-time when all of this started and up to about maybe a, a year ago, a year and a half ago. <clears throat> so how did, that, how, did, how, how did that work when you're at work in the corporate world, when you've got all these gifts coming at you? Can you turn them off when you need to? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Okay. Um, you know, I've, I've heard other mediums and other psychics say things like, I just, I can't take it. I can't get them to leave me alone. It's so much firing at me at one time. And mm -hmm. I don't have that experience at all. Not at all. Okay. I can maybe go somewhere, be in a place, a specific area or something and feel a lot of energy and say, whoa, there's a lot going on here, right? In mm -hmm. Savannah, for example, an interesting time there and actually was able to see what I believe to be spirits, but um, essentially they're they're so polite when I do the medium work that it's just very much like a, I just feel it and I get a little tap or a, a, I notice it and if I'm not interested right then or I'm busy it's just no and it's gone and the same thing with psychic visions are quick I have them sometimes it will take me off a path or, or stress me out in a way because I don't understand what I saw or the meaning of what I saw, which usually mm -hmm. there's no context for it anyway. Uh, but I, I just never have the experience of it being too much or overwhelming. It's, I just kind of can get quiet. And if there's something I want to try to do, like help someone find a wallet that they've lost or something, I can get quiet and then get it, but it's not firing at me all the time it's just not like that good good okay mm -hmm. i didn't know if it was like this whole line of of spirits just following you around you know tapping you on the shoulder waiting to talk to you so um no not at all it's it's just i sit with someone and read for them and 
I can feel the pull from them and their what their desire is in a way and then it pulls through and whoever shows up shows up it can be one it can be five I've done one group reading uh, where I had probably 20 to 25 people in the room and that was overwhelming the line of dead people was pretty far back and it was intense I get a lot very emotional if you ever watched any of the readings on my YouTube channel they give me emotion to describe to the person I'm talking to. It's always wonderful, but it's a lot. And so it makes me cry because I can't contain it at all. So uh, doing that for 20 people and having all of that was just a bit, that was overwhelming. And I doubt I will ever do that again. I was gonna say that, that yeah. it sounds draining. It was, definitely. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, we won't be seeing you on uh tv in front of a thousand people in the audience or anything or i don't know i don't think so no that's not my not my thing channeling maybe i i can do that in front of a group of people and take questions and give answers that's not draining but the dead people and the emotion are pretty draining okay so let's go down that path for a minute then i've seen uh uh various channelers on uh gaia or however you pronounce that network uh and youtube and everything so uh how does it feel for you when you're channeling? I mean, where are you okay. at, this, at this point? It is. It's very interesting. And I, I know um, my uh, partner, Gary, is also a channel. And for him, it's a much different experience than it is for me. When I first became aware of channeling, it was Abraham Hicks. I thought she was the only one in the world. Then I found Gary years later, 10 years later at least, thought he was only the second channel on the planet. And when I met White Light, it was funny in a, in a meditation. And I just thought they were sort of my, this private group that I was just talking to. I never assumed it would be for anyone else. So at first I would translate. Gary began to ask questions and he said, no, 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 ask them. And I would ask them and I would translate the answer to him. And then eventually one day I just like passed out and I didn't know this was a thing. And in that time, an hour and a half went by and I heard Gary laugh and I woke up and I felt awful. I thought, oh my God, I've fallen asleep. And he's <laughs> trying to record channeling and asking questions and I fell asleep on the poor guy. And when we realized that he had been talking to me, he didn't know I was asleep. He just thought my eyes were closed, leaning against the sofa. And I said, I don't remember any of it. And he said, we've been going for an hour and a half. So we listened back to it and I was trans channeling. I wasn't there at all. So I did that for a little while because that was the only way really I could comfortably let them speak. And yeah. then actually white light taught me, they said, if you will get into that state and when you feel that giggle, I, I would feel a little giggle and then I would just kind of go out. Because when you feel that giggle, just keep your eyes open and swallow. And so I do and then it's like I'm in the back of the room a little bit. I'm, mm -hmm. I can see if, if I'm doing it on Zoom and I've got 30 people, 40 people there, I can see it, but I can't really focus on anything. And mm -hmm. I'm aware of what they're saying, but by the time I get it, it's here, it's just a matter of a couple seconds or less that it's out. Okay. So I have arguments with them, like, uh, no, 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 don't say that right, and out it goes. So um, that's that's it, but that's what it feels like. And then I typically don't really remember much 
until someone says, oh, I asked a question about such and such, or Susie asked a question about this, and then I can, oh, there it is, I remember. So it's, it's a, but it's a fun experience. It's not draining at all. I get energy from it. It's not tiring, because I, and I don't get nervous because I don't have to perform. I would channel in front of a thousand people. Wouldn't bother me at all. As long as as long as they don't say something you're embarrassed about, right? So, yeah, no, they do that. <laughs> they do that, but that's you know, it's it's never horrible. I'm not going to die from it, right? <laughs> it's okay. Right. Yeah. And even if you do die, we know what's what's the, what's after this, anyways. Not too much. Be... A little bit, but not too much. Not like I used to be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that sounds. I I never even heard of channeling till just a while ago. Um, I started this show. It was more the typical uh, ghost hunting, haunted houses type thing. We would sit around. Uh, uh, my co-host back then was the uh, uh, head of a uh, paranormal group, so we would we would do a lot of talking like that. But as time went on, I found myself not so much being interested in the people that are stuck in a haunted house, but I wanted to know about the people who successfully made it across and died. And I want to know what's going on over there in the spirit world. So that led me to a book by Sarah Estep called Voices of Eternity, where she uh, basically would just go into her office and turn on a tape recorder and just ask questions for 10 minutes a day. And she just did this, and it took, I guess, so, like six months or something. But she finally started getting answers from a group called Timestream, who were just telling her daily about what's going on in the spirit world and all this stuff. And I mean, enough so she wrote a whole book about it. And that really got me interested then. And okay, I need to talk to these people. So it's like, all right, I need to find someone that can talk to Timestream because I want to talk to them. But so every time I find a channeler, I'm kind of in the back of my mind. I'm looking to see if the group Timestream is going to show up somewhere. Uh, so, so maybe so, you should turn on a tape recorder, ask questions of Timestream, and keep asking, keep asking, and just let it come and don't censor it don't censor that's what a lot of people do right they censor it I, that's how i did it a lot too is privately i would wake up in the middle of the night and just start talking into my recorder and mm -hmm. because if i wrote it stopped my stream would stop but another channeler said you're an orator you can't write those neurotransmitters don't work for you so you have to speak and it was another channeled someone coming in telling me what I needed to do to channel and I started recording and that did help a lot just voice recording. I, I would think that would be easier too because you don't really have to do anything but talk you know um, writing and everything just seems like a very slow medium spirit writing and things like that and right just, yeah, yeah. I, I, well my, my partner Gary types he he was feeling the presence and he was feeling it in his jaw and when he was meditating all the time and finally after I think a few weeks he said who is this and he got the answer we are Joshua and he you know asked questions in meditation for a bit and then all of a sudden one day I, they just said get up and go write so he went to his computer and he started typing and he wrote his first book in about six weeks like 30 minutes a day so Jeez. I yeah and he's written five I think so it it's very interesting it just depends on you and 
how you connect and you know it's so unique to every person but i find the messages to be all generally the same if i i don't watch a lot of other channelers but people will send me clips here and there and i do have a few that i think are really cool and i notice that we all say primarily the same thing it, it doesn't matter if it's non-physical or if it's some galactic being or groups or whatever it is it's generally we all have the same message just said in different ways it's really beautiful actually yeah everything that i have seen and run across it just all boils down to love basically um just just unconditional love of everyone and everything yeah and, and yourself that exactly and that's the ultimate goal is to get to that so my perspective has changed quite a bit in just the last six months once i start focusing on that which i guess is what you're saying is raising the vibration a little bit so um loving myself i still have to work on a little bit because uh, i'm staring at myself right now and i'm not seeing very much there that i, I can change this and i can change uh. that <laughs> we're always our own worst but, critic right always yeah. and i had that too and asked white light you know this self-love thing i have a really difficult time with and so what they explained to me they said everything in your reality is you it's a reflection you're projecting it from in here out even mm -hmm. the other people and that's a little hard to explain or really understand but they said start with the small stuff and start Focusing love, seeing the perfection and everything you can look at. If you have to start with that table or with that book or that sunset or your cat, start with the thing that you can believe and focus on it. Look at it. Think about how much you, what you feel about it, how much you love it, how perfect it is, how much you appreciate it. And if you'll do that with objects and animals and anything you come in contact with for a few weeks, we promise, they said, we promise you'll see that you are starting to love yourself because it's one and the same. As you flow love out there, you really are giving it to yourself. And darn it, if they weren't right. I paid attention <laughs> and after a couple of weeks, one day I recognized, hold on a minute, I can tell, like this is a little bit, I'm letting myself off the hook a little bit more. I'm a little bit easier on myself, I'm not as critical. And if you'll do that, that's an interesting path to it without ever having to look at yourself and say right try to find stuff you like even though you don't really believe it yet you don't have to do mm -hmm. it that way yeah I, yeah i see you're a cat lover um do you can you see her <laughs> not now we could i could a second ago That's oh, okay cool. she's got her head so we, laying we, she's laying right could, on the computer watching you she can she's just watching your face yeah. <laughs> well we, we can interview her too that's no problem <laughs> um this is a cat friendly show so, um, but yeah, I've noticed that in the last few weeks, um, just the more I, I try to keep that in mind that, that one, the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is to love everything and everybody. And, uh, I'm convinced now that there is a spirit world and there is something after this. So dying doesn't scare me anymore. Um, and once you realize that the whole purpose of being here on earth is is you're here to learn something i mean that was the whole point you were sent here is to figure out what to learn and the things you're supposed to learn are supposed to help you toward that path of perfect love 
so all that's just changed a little bit and made things a little bit easier i think so if more people will pay attention to that yeah uh, then the i guess from what i've learned the the collective consciousness the overall vibration of the world will lift with it and uh yeah yeah things would be pretty cool so it, yeah it does and it a little bit of shift and we just do it one of us at a time right one of us at a time i, I hold uh what I call a worldwide meditation because yeah, Gary's podcast has a, a pretty big reach. So at you know 11 a.m. on 11.11, we do a group meditation. So I, I channeled a guided meditation and anybody can get it or just meditate to your own thing, but we do it. And um, we've been doing that. This will be our third month to just get everyone, thousands of people meditating for 15, 20 minutes at the same time. Mm -hmm. all at once and see what kind of an impact that has across the planet so that's probably awesome i would think <laughs> yeah, i think so we'll see i have no idea how many people do it really there's no way for me to track it i just we just put it out there everybody do this well, and we all do it so well i would say there is a way to track that just turn the news on and see if it's getting better or worse <laughs> right? say at 11 o'clock today all crime stopped what happened? <laughs> it, it was eerie. Right. I want credit for that. <laughs> Being a superhero, you could probably get it. <laughs> I mean, we we're not we don't need Spider Man. You know, right. we just need you. Yeah. So, uh, oh, so um, um, so as far as white light, is there? Well, what is their specific purpose in coming to you? What, what, you know, the, the, when, when I met white light, it was, it was in a meditation and I was actually having a meditation where I was talking to Joshua, which is the group that channeled the boot camp that I had done eight times. And so because they had sort of become my teachers occasionally in meditation, I would just reach out and talk to them and, in this meditation, I had this vision that I could see them, and they were all different beings. Like, we weren't all human at all. There's a small percentage human. And I had this little conversation, and it was funny. And then they just said, we're just here to introduce you to your next teacher. So White Light, they White Light showed up, and they didn't call themselves White Light. They were just a very vivid, bright White Light. I named them that. And I called them for nine months, my White Light teacher that just hangs around and they have always told me they are my teacher and they're teaching me how to teach i don't really know exactly what that means when gary asked them who they are what they are all they ever say is we are the center and we don't know what it means really <laughs> we've asked okay. them different ways and they never really tell us exactly who they are but they're brilliant and they were the ones that gave us that the perspective is the vibration. That is the vibration you're offering. I knew perspective and I knew raise your vibration, but I didn't understand that they were the same, that your perspective is what causes the vibration that you're emitting. And once I understood that was one of the first things that they taught us. And okay. their message is just things like that, right? To just help us to understand what is actually going on in this physical reality in, in this universe and in the non-physical in the best perspective they can they always say that from our perspective 
hear that certain things are very difficult to understand because of our linear thought and our 3D mm-hmm. uh, mindset. That yeah. is difficult, but um, but it, it is brilliant. And the message is that just perfection, love, oneness, that sort of thing. <laughs> now you got me. <laughs> now you got me thinking of like a bunch of high school kids in a garage trying to figure out what to call their band. You know, I, I get, now now I'm picturing a bunch of spirits in the spirit world figuring out. Oh, we're gonna channel. What are we gonna call ourselves? Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna be the center, man. <laughs> we're gonna call ourselves the center, right? It's really funny. <laughs> well, the, one of the oh, big things that that they said early on was they started saying um, unimaginable, and then they came through and said something about the unimaginable life. And of course, that's the podcast that we do together, Gary and I, and that's the title of our book. And that's something that they they really seems to be the focus of what they teach is how to live an unimaginable life, why, why you were here to just live in joy and, um, and how to live that unimaginable thing. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the way my brain brain works. As soon as you said unimaginable, the princess bride came into my head and inconceivable. So, um, (laughs) this is the way my brain works. See, Um, a great movie. I love that movie. (laughs) It's one of the uh, best. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think the best thing would be to die and enter the spirit world, and the first thing you see is like Monty Python and the Holy Grail or something. You know, that that would be, be that would, right. Wouldn't that be great? I'm not dead yet. <laughs> yes, if the Black Knight was there, just you know, at the gate or something. <laughs> just a flesh wound. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> You're making me die laughing. Oh, I must apologize to the listeners and anyone watching that we don't even care if you're there. We're just having fun on our own. So right. <laughs> we don't need anyone. We're having a good time. That's that's the whole point. That's the whole point. I am here to learn things for myself, and I'm just willing because I'm a nice guy. I'm willing to share it with other people that want to listen in and watch. But I'm here for myself. I'm I'm selfish. I'm I'm greedy. So. Me too. That's why I do all of this stuff. People say, oh, you're helping so many people. And um, in fact, White Light even kind of told on me that really it's just not something that I care about. I, I care about my friends and really I do this for me. And if other people get it and enjoy it, then I love that. And I tend to become friends with them when they do. And mm-hmm. um, but that's it's my that's my thing. I get to express it. I get to feel that energy. I get to have those unimaginable moments. It's for me. I get more out of it a million times over than somebody I might be reading for or teaching. I learn so, and get a lot more. So just to back up a little bit, you said when you were uh, meditating, you were talking to teachers and this and that and everything. Now. Like I said, I'm just starting, so I'm having trouble enough even even trying to focus, you know, here and and try to see a light in my head. Apparently, I have no imagination, I guess. I can't even do that. You know, I'm trying to think of light and surround myself with light and just be clear of my mind, and I can't even get past that part. So how do you go from, from focusing, trying to create a light bulb in your head to going to talking to teachers? <laughs> You know, it's that is it's a really good question and it's funny. I am very much like you. I cannot imagine anything in my head. Mm-hmm. And if 
you think of that now, you can see why that's perfect. I've never been able to do a guided meditation in my life. I would try and they would say, oh, imagine you are floating down a river and you see, and I wanted to throw my fist through a wall. I can't do that at all. So someone taught me to just put on whatever meditation music I liked, let the guided meditation go and just focus on my breath, follow it in all the way down, out and in and out. And then when I feel my mind wander, treat it like a child and just reach over like you would a little toddler that's running away and you are, oh, come here, come on, come on back. And just gently bring your mind back and focus on your breath again. And you might get two or three and your mind's gonna wander again and you bring it back. It's a muscle, it's a practice. And then I branched out and I did some guided meditations that weren't picture this and picture that, right? They were meditations that were more gentle uh, words that I could just follow. Uh, Gary's channeled 10 to 15 meditations and they're like that. Joshua has brought in really beautiful meditations you just gently listen to. So I'll give you the link to that or we can you can put it in the show notes. Those are really, they're free, so they're great. Um, but that's one way to do it. And then I eventually got very deep in meditation. I realized I was having no thought. I was in this place of nothing, you know, no time, no space. I was almost floating, no idea. And then from there, a thought would come in and it freaked me out. And I thought, why is that thought here? And then I realized that it was just there for me to play with it. So I could slow a thought down and I could play around with it and let it go. And I realized these thoughts are not me. I am not my thoughts. They're, I'm attracting these thoughts depending on the vibration where I am. So then I could allow things to happen and I might get deep in meditation and then sort of come out and just want to have a conversation. I might say, all right, if I have any spirit guides out there, tell me this, or I would ask a question and I didn't do it often, but that one day I just happened to be called on Joshua. I would call on Abraham that Esther Hicks channels I studied Abraham for 10 years. I would do that and just see what kind of answers I would get. It was pretty fun. And anyone can do that. People that mm-hmm. know white light and, and understand will tell me all the time that they were meditating and they asked white light a question and they said, I got an answer that was brilliant. And yeah, anyone can talk to them. It's not, it's not unique to me. And I don't charge for when we do the, the channeling sessions on zoom and post them and it's free, you know, for anyone to have and listen to, because I think it's for everybody. So that's, that's a cool thing. But meditation is just that just start somewhere. And then as you do, it's, it's something to just do every day, even if it's just five minutes, because at first you can't do it for an hour. You're going to beat yourself up. That's not the point. The point is whatever you can do, find someone who can teach you just a gentle way that you can do it for five minutes, great. And you'll notice you feel better and every time it will get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And then you'll find something else. Ooh, I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try that. And the next thing you know, you're meditating twice a day for 45 minutes and you love it. And if you miss it, you're like, ah, I missed my meditation. You know, it's just, <laughs> it just happens. And you play all sorts of games. It's as unique as the person, meditation. There's not a right way to do it. Okay. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to look at some other other ways because I've been using mostly the guided and yeah, it just doesn't seem to be doing much for me. Um, I was sitting there one night and I was, I really wanted to, 
I, I want to connect with my spirit guide. So I'm just sitting there focusing on that, and it's like everything's black in my mind. There's like nothing there. I mean, not even a color, not even a hint of color. There's like nothing. And then all of a sudden I see the name Jack, and that was it. Poof. Nothing else after that. That's all I got. Well, that's great. Jack. It's more than most and that people was it. And it was weird, the weird block lettering font that I saw it in, too. It was really weird. It was like, Jack, you know, just weird off font. So, um, you know, that's, like that's so interesting, Al, because I think a lot of people have an expectation for how the messages, how the visions, how the things come. And if you heard the weird and bizarre ways that they come to me, they come in personal reference. They're trying to tell me someone's last name and they drop in a can of Welch's grape soda. And I'm like, grape soda? Oh, Welch. And it's all of a sudden I look brilliant, right? Like, oh yeah, that was her last name. Okay. <laughs> and, and it's weird. And you, I see things in block letters all the time. Just, what? It's Sometimes I see it drawn out slowly in cursive. I see things... It's bizarre. I'll see celebrities and and it'll make me say a first name and and there it goes and I go okay so the first name is Jennifer okay right and it it's weird it, it is just it's different and you just you can't judge well it shouldn't look like that well what should it look like the biggest thing for me was it shouldn't be this easy and mm -hmm. well what should we make it harder for you I mean it's this easy are you kidding me I just it's just right there and I I just know the name. Oh, okay. And I say it and somebody bursts into tears. Like, wow, this should be a I lot want, harder. But I, it's I not. I want to see the spirit on the other side that's sending this info to you. <laughs> he's, he's like there. Hey, Jay, throw me, a, throw me that bottle of Welch's grape juice. Quick, here. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, what here, 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 watch, watch, here, watch me write this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but that's it. Like you you know, you're you're judging that these block letters and the jack listen, that's brilliant. Hang on to that. Now when you go back into meditation, follow your breath for five minutes and just lay there quietly and then say, Okay, Jack, Jack, who are you, Jack? Are you my spirit? Whatever. You know, just ask questions and if you don't get anything, come out and automatic write. Let Jack write to you. Right? Say, Dear Al and then let Jack write and they will. Right? That's part of the practice in a lot of the courses that, that Gary and I have mm -hmm. is that every single morning you have a handwritten little practice that you do and eventually your inner self and your spirit guides start writing and you'll find you're writing in the third person. You'll be writing along and then it says you are and you, what, what? <laughs> it's very weird. It happens to everybody. You know, so. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the hypnotist that I'm going to see, uh, this weekend for my past life regression told me to record the session but then as soon as I get home or as quick as I can to transcribe that onto paper she said and while you're doing that spirit will add stuff to it that isn't on the recording you'll find when you read it back that there's stuff in there that was not on there <laughs> so I'm kind of looking forward to see what that says too so that's amazing. And yeah, there's just so many little things and you need, you know, other people to give you ideas and take you along and then just be inventive and trust yourself, try different things and you'll see it. It's amazing. You just have to, not one size fits all of everything. Mm -hmm. 
Well, we've been talking almost an hour, so I suppose I should let you feed your cat and stuff. But, um, she's already. <laughs> she's in. But um, but I need to get all the information from you, where people can contact you and everything else, all your gazillion websites and. Okay, and well, I only have one. And, and so, what, what, what's your website address? It's uh, christylevy.com. So c h r i s t y l e v y dot com. Okay, and what can they find there? There they can find information on the spiritual medium readings, white light sessions, the courses that I do in concert with the teachings of Joshua. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they can find all the information on that, how to reach me. There's info at christylevy.com, and they can reach out with any questions and um, a way to just directly email me and sign up for a reading or sign up for coaching sign up for a course you can do it all right there okay and as far as the uh, some of the free stuff you were talking about uh, the uh, is that gary's I, site or yours yeah, or? i'm going to give you that too that is the teachings of joshua.com and it's gary temple bodley and there are dozen or more free meditations that can be downloaded there very good yeah. <laughs> um any other things, any other parting words that you or White Light or any, or <laughs> your cat, your cat or anyone else Molly, wants to uh, right? leave what, people what with? Say, right. Well, I, you know, I think the thing that would top off the theme of what you and I have been talking about here is that everyone has these gifts and everything is so unique to you that there's no box to fit in. There's no spiritual path that this is the right way. There's no right way to meditate, no right course to take. The idea is just to follow your passion, to follow what lights you up, follow what interests you. If that's somebody like me, then you follow that. And then that will lead you in the direction of something else and something else and something else. It's just never stop trying something new and always keep yourself out of that proverbial box okay very good um so we are uh, we're gonna have to do this again because this isn't going to be enough so so sometime in the future when when you've had a breather i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to come back again um, i love it you're I'm fun to talk to so this is probably one of my favorite things to do i love the coaching that's really fun um, but doing podcast interviews like this is a blast. So anytime, just reach out by email and we'll set something up. It's fun. Okay. A uh, couple things I'm going to ask you after we're done recording here. So just hold on. Don't go away. Um, once again, this is me, the proverbial rock trying to do a podcast. Um, like we used to say back in the old days, proving that uh, any monkey can do a radio show. This is me. So thank you for watching Haunted America Radio. And thank you for listening for those on the audio version. And uh, we will be back again soon. The big orange monster with not much hair and teeth on his lips. You just...